0: Dr. Bruce welcomes you back to The Levity Zone. This is the third and last audience Q&A session for Ojai Salon Number 2, our podcast 13. We continue on late into that night of June of 2013 with Dennis, Jeff, and Dr. Bruce delving deeply into the influence of the mad mesmeric monkey on civilization. The mesmeric power of the mostly male guru... The religious sect, the business or government honcho, and other so-called leaders may be one of the greatest diversions in history from our path to personal freedom and to making a better world by 2050. Where did this all come from? Perhaps there was a fully female-centered world of 200,000 years ago before history's greatest secret was revealed the secret of how a baby was really conceived. Did our first conscious mother count the moons and reveal that knowledge? With that knowledge, did the first patriarchal manic male monkey wrest power from Eve, kill the sacred Kudu, and kidnap the future child, heading north with the spear of power and bloodlust? This whole podcast is aimed at the 21-year-old, the ones that are not the culture that you've encountered of the entitlement kids, the ones that are really oh. seeking, the ones that really are yeah. aware. As I was saying to Jeff earlier, like, we're done for. They are going to make the change, right? All we can do is tell stories and put stuff out. We're well, we done for, right? They're going to change the world. It's not us. All, all we can do is give them some wisdom and some insights and yeah, yeah. help them ask the questions and... Help them avoid the pitfalls, and that's about it. Yeah. We're just too worried about our, our homes and our infrastructure and our, our old bones and our aches and pains. And <laughs> They've got that power curve that they're still going up. It's funny because I hit like 49 and 50. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm seriously come off the power curve now. That's <laughs> it. And when Mother died, it was like, it's about what's left, not what is in front. You know, Get going, do what you can with what's left i'm seventy three, I used to be a Catholic priest. You were a
1: Catholic priest, yes and a monk. You were a monk in order of, of Pope Francis. I mean, oh, well, he's a yeah, he's a Franciscan right here., yeah. Yeah. Oh, no he's a Jesuit, sorry wrong he's, uh, he's a Jesuit anyway, I was a Franciscan. So I got out of that at age thirty, and then I had a worldly hiatus of about ten years. Then I went into another uh this time a new Age movement with a charismatic guru. I was in that for twenty years. Wow. Was that Dafoe John? Mm-hmm. No, it was John Roger from L.A. And then, um, then I got myself out of that. They kicked me out actually because I opposed them publicly. So you wow.
0: you went through all. I've this. gone through these
1: cults, <laughs> yeah. and I can I can taste them and smell them now. So wow. So I, so when I when I when I was prescribing with the Enlightenment people, I mean I just I I can feel it the. Uh,
0: like the Ken Wilber people, you can feel the cult thing coming on. Yeah, I mean, but I read, I read all of Wilber's book
1: books and stuff. You know, I, uh, it's, uh, you know, all I see with uh, I, mean, I don't I'm saying I'm right,
0: but I can feel it. There was that whole phase of these guys, like the guy who did S. Yeah, the, all that all th- that
1: stuff. Human potential and, yeah, that's great. And then I was in that for twenty years, and I was ordained. They had a ministry too. Wow! I was ordained uh, in that thing. Uh, would you go to Essel and do workshops there? And I did a couple of times, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, then I had to, you know, work myself out of
0: that. You know, I so we're, we're snookered again. <laughs> yeah, because they're all just,
2: they all the the reoccurring theme through them all seems to be the enhancement of personal power. Right, it's like yeah, getting yeah. like learning how to become a better taxpayer,
0: You're getting something out of the course. So, uh, of course yeah, the, I
2: guess there's no end. The mind just will keep taking as many logs on its fire as you want to pile on, right? Yeah, no.
0: yeah, yeah it's it's just there's another build up of another self corrupting mm-hmm. word based, mind based
2: yeah. uh collapse to
0: be. Mm-hmm. And, whether it be yeah, just
2: only slightly more finessed or yeah. multifaceted than the one before. It. Yeah. It like, oh no, that's got to be that's what everything's it's the, led up to. It's the
0: pure thing, but it's <laughs> headed straight into its own corruption. It's sort of
2: like the sitcom, you know, where they stop right before the guy is going to go off the cliff. So you'll be sure to tune into the, epi- you know, the next episode, you know, the next episode, and you never get to the next episode. <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, but of course that evolution favors those systems because they get 22,000 people and then the next time they get 50,000 they get the money and then they build the power and they build their organization and people <laughs> raise children within the tradition and the right. you know, Darwinian natural selection builds those communities. It's funny because Krishna Murthy was talking and R.P. Kaushik, this Indian teacher I'm putting on the levity zone mm-hmm. he's saying, you know, any formula for gain you know any book that's sold to you any line of reasoning and structure is a a diversion and takes you away from the fundamental truth of yourself and your being and Mm -hmm. having that opening all these things take you away
2: the opposite direction yeah for those who know no words are necessary Right, it's not going to be found in some kind of description that's freighted with the limitations of the the dominator model right I mean right. it's what we need yeah. is an entirely what
0: points out is a semantical structure is look inside how do you react to things that is your beginning of your, your own inner authority your own
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah and it's like
2: oh. yeah no one needs to have you don't need to pay anyone to know what's true and real for you yeah. I mean I I didn't have the wherewithal or the money or the time to you know, when I was attempted to be indoctrinated into Scientology and everything else that's gone since then, the way I always ended up was just sitting somewhere, you know, with no real teachers or guides or instruction, mm-hmm. just stopping mm-hmm. everything. And for many years here, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I just stopped everything. And I realized in that process, That you don't have to be smart, uh, good-looking, wealthy, connected, educated like I didn't need to be to really start to know what my own personal truth was and what seemed kind of right and wrong (laughs) to me personally. And I realized that that's what all of these gurus and traditions are trying to teach you is a self-discovery process. And what I realized is that that that's available, and only ever arose in my life when I stopped everything I was doing mm. to try to achieve it. Mm. That the things that I was doing to attempt to achieve it were actually the impediments to it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, Dennis, you, you have a lifetime experience.
1: Yes, I've gone through that. Yeah, It's, it's really tricky, I mean, it's really subtle.
2: Well, then what do you do? I mean, once you arrive at your, at your that own personal truth and you know what feels right and wrong and and what you like and don't like and what's true, there's not really any money to be made off of that. Well, you I mean, know, if it's authentic, like how does that fit? How do you then, how are, then are you not just sort of sort of like a dropout at that point. How do you integrate well, that here's, understanding here's into a, a life? What, what
0: I'm trying to do now with this the Levity Zone, I'm trying to do my own personal liberation mm-hmm. at the same time as I started this podcast, which is not just about my voice, it's about other voices and the conversation being the most powerful medium, I believe, that mm-hmm. exists. And when I was here in April, the day before we did our first Ojai salon here, I had been through a, a tremendously powerful experience in, in Santa Barbara with a group of men that healed mm, each I other. I remember you were, sp- yeah, they were speaking he- about that. They healed each other. It was very intense yeah. weekend. And there was this great wind blowing through the valley here. And I lay down on Riverview river view in the grass. And I experienced a complete release, a complete freedom. Liberation from myself. Mm-hmm. It's this was explosion, almost out of the body. And before coming here, I walked tonight for salon number two. I walked down there. Mm-hmm. I found the impression in the dry grass where I had laid. <laughs> I said, I, I will still be there. Oh. And I lay down in that impression in the grass uh-huh. to say, yes, I am still free. I I look up and the grass blades are now dry and they have a nice smell to them but I felt viscerally that freedom is still there and so the dance that I'm doing is to do all these practices and exercises to get my freedom and there are many different ones at the same time as talking about that and, and listening to others talk about their practices and somehow in this great whirl of of things that somehow a new world can, can come out of it but mm-hmm. it's if you know it's like ken wilber and all these other folks to his own admission he talks about you know there's phases when i, I look back at what i did and i'm i'm ashamed of the things that i did and they were all mm-hmm. ego based mm-hmm. and this is like wait a minute that's like 80% of your career buddy that you were not authentic <laughs> right so how do we know that you've really come through because you actually have to now recant you have to recant and say well here's where i was wrong ramdas did this you know this mm-hmm. is why ramdas is so cool because not only does wow. he talk about earlier phases in that's his right. life where yeah he yeah but he talks about today when he feels like i'm a schmuck still oh see a, that's great that's honesty it's honesty that's yeah. well he had a stroke mm-hmm. and he had cared for his father who had had a stroke mm-hmm. now get this he had to care for his father until his father died. But then what happens? Ram Dass takes two medications in the wrong time, in the wrong order. And he has a stroke and he's in a wheelchair. Oh, really? Yeah, he did it to himself. Oh, wow. And so what is what happens to this man? He has a book out now called Still Here. You know, His original mm-hmm. great book was called Be, Be Here Now. Mm-hmm. The new one's called Still Here. <laughs> and, and he talks about when he found himself paralyzed in the wheelchair like his father and he said I became a schmuck I became negative and all the things in 35 years of spiritual training and talking about it went out the freaking window and I had to start again in a new reality it went out the window And, and there were times he talks about times in his life there was a time where he was invited somewhere on the Big Island of Hawaii to this community. And he went up and he was like in a hurry blah, 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 blah. And he got there and there were all these people sort of sitting quietly on their mats. And he sat down and he just started to fill the space. Like blah, 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 blah. All this the same kind of what Kaushik talks about, the high risk of being a public figure. Because the audience here's your story and some authenticity to it. The next time, they want a little more, and a little more, and a little more, until it's it's like a huge circus, and you're totally out of integrity. Mm.
2: And so, so you've turned into a commodity. you turn into a commodity. <laughs> so Ram Dass, now here's what happens to him. It ends up having to have be a package with a little bow around it. And <laughs> That's right. You, you know, it's on sale today if you buy it now. Or buy now. Before... <laughs> so what happens? The community listens
0: for like a couple of hours and then one of them puts their hand up and said excuse me but this is not the Ram Dass that we have read basically you're just spouting off we want to hear uh, some of the things you said earlier in your life we don't know what you're doing right now <laughs> who you are we just want to point out that s- something ain't right here and he was like totally taken down Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right, I was just spouting off, and and let's just be still, and I'm really sorry, I wanted to apologize, and it took him completely back, <laughs> he says, this ain't the Ram Dass we thought we knew, who are you? <laughs> you're not wrong das, or something's happened to you, let's pull your cord and your rip yeah. cord here.
2: <laughs> yeah, the test is like in Course of Miracles, they say this only ever... Cries for help or expressions of love. That's the only thing that's ever going oh on at any time. Oh that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Sunrise right there. Oh. Wow. So um. how do we? How do we? Uh, you know, first a person has to recognize that they're crying for help, and that's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. And then there has to be some help. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> in the case
0: of Rambos, it was people basically punctured his balloon. Yeah, right. They were the helpers, so he was yeah, crying right. and he was crying he was out, crying out for, for help. And yeah, he got it. He got it, and he stayed there for days. Oh, he said, "I right. had other places to go." I didn't realize, No, this is my <laughs> major teaching. They have just deflated my whole balloon, <laughs> and, and these people are going to help me. And, and he fell into their arms, weeping, basically,
2: because no, he become great. this
0: talking thing, this robot. That, and they finally they no more robots. Oh my God, it's been terrible. I've been so inauthentic, and I'm a schmuck again. And we love him for that.
2: Oh, that's a great, a great story. Yeah, he had a tough he had a tough challenge, Ramdas, to live up to his image. You know, it's like how could you possibly? And when women were pulling at
0: his clothes, he realized, oh my God, you know. I'm just a schmuck from like Worcester or wherever he's from and, and women think I'm a bodhisattva and all this and <laughs> anyway. oh. but yeah, so people get into influencer positions and then they become the manic monkey again. Mm-hmm. This is why I just I went up to a conference called the Women's Visionary Congress. It was two weekends ago in Petaluma. And these are really wise women. You'd love them. Some of them are psychedelic women, some of them are shamanic healers, but they're so grounded. And they had 20 younger women that they're kind of tutoring who were working the Mm -hmm. conference. Mm -hmm. Shamanic, younger, powerful women in their 20s, Mm -hmm. early 20s. And I was really nervous. I was one of two men invited to present there. Mm -hmm. And I just, I rehearsed and I... Everything I cleared my heart, I did my yoga and my breathing in the morning I asked all of them for help and I did my story dance in the middle of their circle and I got the stamp of approval in my little manic monkey head, forehead but they're the highest order these are the women who've been through it all from you know, the 60s and they've been through mm-hmm. unbelievable stuff and so you know, the power trips of men, everything, they've seen it all it's all just rubbish to them and they can see through everything. So they're probably a source community for what you're talking about. i like to get what's it? Women's Visionary Congress. I, and I told them, you are the platform. You need to express your power more. And they, they do it in a subtle, behind-the-scenes way, but they're getting stronger and stronger. This is their seventh meeting. Their seventh Congress. Wow. Right, yeah. And uh, I said, you guys are the future, we ain't. And, and what I... What I told them is if I become a good storyteller, which is my ambition. Oh
1: yeah, describe that. Well, I told Story, a uh,
0: dancing story or something. Yeah, or something. I moved around, I created this oval yeah. shape and they arranged their chairs and then I could move and I could make eye contact with everyone and I could change and I could look over to this and group. And you're telling and a story? In the, in I was telling a story, yeah. And they, they loved the story. It was Whoa. a custom-tuned story for them. Whoa. And they gave me the stamp. But I basically, to several of the senior women, I said, frankly, if I become an avatar or an exemplar, able to tell stories that matter to you, I would rather source my stories in your community, where I tell you the story and you check it out. And because males will tend to go off the deep end and add all this nonsense to their stories, weird conspiracy theories and darknesses and whatever, they go off the deep end. And I would rather be based in a community that helps me develop the story, and then I represent the community to some degree. My
1: idea is that something prior to motherhood, and that's loverhood. Hmm. In other words, a woman, before she's a mother, she's a lover. Hmm. And the love the love is the basic philosophy or the big idea behind it, even much bigger idea than the patriarchal philosophy. Yeah, is, it
2: seems like when a couple have a child, that the relationship of the couple ceased to be with each other at that point, mm-hmm. And they seem to be mm-hmm. in service to the child. But it mm-hmm. seems like what's really needed is that the child needs to have the modeling of the relationship between yeah. the man and the woman. And that's not what they're getting. Because there's yeah, like somehow yeah. some distortion in those relationships has arisen mm-hmm. and, the, and yeah. the couple no longer relate with each other and become completely in service to the child and lose their connection with each other, mm-hmm. which is what the child needs yeah. more than anything, because that's what yeah. they need to model Yeah, that's from. a good, very good
1: analysis that's... of the problem. The loving between, if it's a couple relationship, uh, needs to continue. If that drops out not going to do the child any good. Yeah. Because the child came from that, and the child needs that modeling. Yeah. I'm so, a little and, bit. and
2: despite even in parents' best efforts, they, right. in their attempt to do so much mm-hmm. good for the child, they end up abandoning the thing that the child yeah. needs the most.
1: That line of thinking leads to another thing that I address in the love government and that is why why does that loving stop? Again, the pressures right. of modern life. Are, yeah, yeah right. and the... And part of the problem is the nuclearization mm. of the couple. The couple is a nuclear couple. So my idea, of a utopian ideal, is that in a lot originating clans or groups, uh, the sex, sexual practices were not what we have, nuclear practices. The coupling arrangement, mm-hmm. which turns out to be this, and this, and this, this coupling business, it was open, communal, um, well-governed.
0: In fact, what Terence McKenna talks about is that... In fact, the males didn't know where their genetic line was. It was just coming out of this pool. So there wasn't this ownership competition. Yeah, it wasn't like my children. It wasn't my, my children. You woman didn't know my No, oh, it didn't matter because that. it was it was a matrilineal
1: system. The mother knew who her child was, but the father didn't matter because she probably had sex with yep. many people in the community. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. And so the fathers didn't care either. But then women, women made a big mistake, you know. <laughs> they figured out that the father had something to do with the conception of the child. You know, they began, they began to realize, nine they, months.
0: They counted the moons. Yeah, yeah. So they and did then, the math. And then they told the men
1: about it. Big mistake. Oh. The men realized, ah. It was the mystery. I'm the one that creates the child. So so, they, the, so the, the greatest secret. <laughs> <and then he, laughs>
0: so the greatest secret. Ever spilled was the secret of how the yeah, man that was the big yeah figures out. There's and a then, very, yeah. Then there's because a preservation there only of the women knew, huh?
1: Only the women initially knew. the women would have known because they would, they their bodies told them, the moon told them, the nine months they would have known. They probably kept. The so secret without free. revealing
2: that nine month thing, there would be no way to connect the the event of right. the conception with the birth. Right. Exactly. The men mm-hmm. would, but then the,
1: when the men realized... They were, they had a part in procreation
2: hmm. that time, that's, all, when the, that's when that's when the, knowledge, that's when the birth of knowledge Yeah, they're, hmm. they're, so they're that was the, the apple But they, they, they turned it, yeah. they
1: turned it into a power tool That knowledge, knowledge is power So when they knew
2: that they were So they, they started becoming interested in one particular child yeah, To you know, the exclusion of all others That's my other child no. uh. And I'm going to educate that child about yeah. my values and to yeah. kind of work for me okay. and my kingdom okay. will be handed down to that right. individual so, instead of to the group. So maybe so
0: in your story of the South Africa coastline so it was the first father who figured out that his little precocious son was his uh-huh. he instills in this son this sense of primacy. Yeah. yeah. Then that son goes out and kills the kudu yeah. which is the sacred animal, and brings
2: it back. Yeah, because that, now, because that they, son has that relationship with that father and wants to repress right. that father, gain there that father's favor. There So, and like, that's the birth of neuroses. That's the birth of neuroses. Right? <laughs> and
0: then what happens is the women get so upset, they throw them out of the community. But then in the night, the father and the son sneak and they kidnap some women to take, and then they head north. And that's the beginning of yeah. The Patriarchal Manic Monkey.
2: Where there's your, there's your oh, story. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful a good story, one? isn't it? It's a good one, yeah. It's a good one, yeah. Yeah, it would certainly explain the present situation. Because if you plot a trajectory out from there, how you would arrive at this starts to be a little more understandable. Yeah.
0: So if I, if, I, if it's okay, can I use this story of as course. well? Yeah, because yeah. I think I'll tell so the story. So we blame the women for this. <laughs> well, the women, yeah, the women. Yeah, the women. They, they kidnap
2: the women. In, in their innocence, they share <laughs> sure, information they shared that information. they didn't, would, didn't know would be abused. And knowledge is power. So
0: Knowledge is power. and So the women that are kidnapped are the first subjugated women in, in modern humans. Yeah. And they are taken away from their mother so they don't get the knowledge that their mother's had. That's, and that's the breaking that, of that.
1: that. That's When you break that matrilineal thing, so the woman stayed with her mother. And then the men came to live with the mother. But when you take the woman out of away from her mother and her clan, hmm. and, and she is forced to go with, live with the in-laws,
0: she's under the power of, of them. She, she, she loses her, her so place they, in nature. You know? So that group that went north was that first example of women torn out of the matriarchal line. Mm -hmm. And so here we are in the early 21st century and the matriarchal power is reasserting itself like this wonderful, glorious collective is starting to wake up and reassert itself. And now you have 7 billion, you know, 3.9 billion women and their power is coming back. And so if you tell a story that's this powerful and you say to them, this is what you're recovering your women compatriots, your women sisters that were Mm -hmm. sitting around that shoreline Mm -hmm. and they were from the Ur Mother Mm -hmm. and they were super knowledgeable Mm -hmm. and the knowledge was stolen Mm -hmm. and then the great animal was stolen and Mm -hmm. the blood and then they stole you Mm -hmm. and they took you away Mm -hmm. and now it's time for you to reassert your Mm -hmm. central role in the world And so for the world of 2050, which we started out the evening Mm -hmm. for, this This, is how we get to that world of 2050. This would explain now
2: why, as the women are reasserting that power, they're getting so much support from the legal system, financially. But you know one of the reasons they're getting it? Is because the men
0: reached the limits of bloodlust. They built the thermonuclear arsenal, which they could not use. They could not use. They were stopped at the threshold yeah. So the male reached the limit of bloodlust.
1: So levityzone.com is going to be the mad monkey set loose here from yeah.
0: Ojai, California. Do the Peace greatest up. work. Be the greatest levity. Free yourself. Let's levitate the planet. Through
1: these conversations, we create an energy here of levity in okay. the zone. That's going to bring in all kinds of people into this. Yeah. And this, this is going to be a bomb show on the internet. Get in the zone, right? When you get, like an athlete gets in the zone, the normal perception drops away. This is gonna happen with the levity zone. Yeah. We're gonna be in the zone, and all this shit is gonna drop off. They wanna be in the zone. They're gonna be attracted to the zone. This creates a type of vacuum. It's a strange attractor. There's a line in Shakespeare, Malvolio is this delusionary person you know the great patriarch and he's he's being observed by these the, the three other people he's saying uh th- this is the line what 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 shall he live <laughs> see if you get a conversation going that's the response that i would see would be really good and they hear this conversation going what 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 do you say what what shall he live shall he live what did he say he can't say yeah, shall I live? Shall, shall I, live? I live? Shall we live free of this heavy burden? Can we let
0: these people live if they're talking like that? This is levity. It's levity in the zone. So this is for the young people out there who need this, because for them to go into life without getting slammed, you know, this uh, I, us older manic I, yeah. monkeys are telling them, "We're the we're the we're the monkey. Look, get
1: the monkey." Out. I have a twenty-year-old son. hmm He th- he's me into this. He thinks I'm an old fogey, but now after tonight and after this see if he's he, gonna think
2: you're pretty cool now yeah,
1: yeah. If, if, if that if this type of conversation would turn him on mm-hmm. catch his attention then you know you got some life well maybe he'll come to
0: the next uh oh yeah. salon number three yeah then he can come because we need young people
1: yeah get in the zone
0: With the return of a world grounded on elder women finally tame the mad mesmeric monkey while bringing out the best in him or her? In the 21st century, will we finally witness the waning of male bloodlust as he puts down the spear? We thank the restless monkey for walking the world, spreading the genes of our mitochondrial mother, but now need him to come home to the calm shores and warm hearth of the women who gave him life. Join us for future salons and continue the exploration of this story. Music for the second Ojai Salon series was provided by Steve Murtaugh. Find his compositions and bonus unused outtakes of this conversation and all voice, artwork, and more contributed to all of our podcasts for reuse in your projects at www.LevityZone.com. And don't forget, subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for the words Levity Zone.